Do 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 do. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of Onset with Errol Koenig. I'm Errol Koenig, and I'm Ryan Kunzer. Wait. Oh wait, no, I'm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan. This is your podcast. This is not Onset with <laughs> Errol Koenig. This is your podcast, Caught Monologue. I am also part of this podcast, but it is not Onset with Errol Koenig. It is Caught Monologuing. Wow, I. I don't know what to say, honestly. Well, this... I think you should say we should get started with this podcast already. It's a good call. Let's do that. All right. So let's get started with some news. <laughs> All right. Well, first up, uh, we have some news from uh, an untitled X-Force movie in the uh, not-so-distant-ish future. Uh, so the X-Force, for those who don't know, is kind of in offshoot of the x-men mm-hmm. they're kind of the rebels the more militant group uh it's usually led by cable uh and includes typically wolverine or domino copycat some other various mutants from the uh x-men universe who don't quite get along with the x-men mm-hmm. well you're forgetting the most important character deadpool of course deadpool Exactly. So Deadpool, uh, you know, may join in the X Force because Ryan Reynolds is producing and also helping write it. And by may, you mean he is definitely joining because you know no one else can do Deadpool like Ryan Reynolds, and I don't think, I don't, I don't think uh, Fox and uh, the uh, X Men team want him doing anything else. So yeah, no, he's uh, he's also encouraged the. Uh, untitled x-force movie to be rated r which makes sense you know if you want deadpool i mean if they're gonna have deadpool they gotta yeah gotta do it so and it would also make sense then that the cable who shows up in deadpool will be the same cable who shows up in x-force and so on and so forth so hopefully with you know deadpool and then logan coming out and technically in one hour or actually in 50 or 58 minutes and or in 35 seconds nailed it nailed it nailed it so you're wondering when we're recording the podcast yeah so between logan and deadpool who are both rated r and Mm -hmm. hopefully deadpool is successful logan looks like it'll be pretty good too yeah uh you know this brand of this offshoot of the x-men franchise looks like it'll be Mm -hmm. pretty successful yeah I'm I'm really excited. Anything with Deadpool and a like this is going to be a new brand of superhero team up movie because we've had you know the Avengers type thing. We've had X Men, which is similar but you know a little, you know a little different. It has different creators, different type of yeah feel to it. Um, we're gonna get Justice League soon, um, which is going to I assume going to be the dark grittier of dark and gritty version of the uh, superhero team up. Um, but I am happy they're going to have like a. Given that De- uh, Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool are involved, I assume this is going to be another hilarious, funny, oh yeah, almost comedy of a superhero movie. So I'm excited. I'm extremely excited for this. It doesn't have a release date or time frame or anything yet, but I mean the fact that they've gotten started writing and that they mm-hmm. have a director and I'm should be good. A couple of years, yeah, yeah, right. probably in two. 2019 is my guess. They're more prepared than a lot of other movies that are currently <laughs> in production. True. But on to a little bit more Marvel almost mutant news. Inhumans. Yep. Yeah, they have added to their cast uh, since our last time uh, when they had a... Uh, I forget how to say his name. I'm not going to try. Uh, Ramsey Bolton. Uh, is what I'm going to call him because, you know, that's, that's good enough. You get the point. Yeah. But uh, they have added to the royal family. They have cast Black Bolt, Medusa, and Karnak. Black Bolt's going to be played by uh, Anson Mount, who I don't know much about, uh, but he has uh, been one of the uh, stars of uh, Hell on Wheels. Uh, and for Medusa, they have cast... Uh, Serena Swan, uh, who is a Smallville alum. She has been on uh, Graceland for a little while. Um, and she was also in Tron Legacy uh, a little while ago. 
Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, she did well. And also uh, they cast Karnak, uh, at, they cast Ken Lung uh, to be to play that role, which is really exciting. He's a Lost alum. Um, you know, it's always great to see diversity uh, and, you know, to get a great Asian, Asian-American, you know, characters on TV, uh, especially in superhero where there's, like, almost nothing. Yeah. There's Melinda May and half of Daisy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or that's, Sky or Quake or whatever you want to call her. Yeah. That's kind of it. I yeah. Guess. I mean, it, it hasn't really gone much further than that, and I think it's great that they have... Uh, that they're expanding, um, uh, and 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 more Asian and Asian Americans are getting roles to play, yeah. super, play superheroes. Get you know get their due. Um, so that's good. I'm excited for all three of those castings. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, also, we talked about this last week. This next piece of news. Yes. Uh, and we also talked about it the week before. We are really bad at covering this, so uh, I assume by the next time you, or by the time you hear this podcast, it will change again. But Matt Reeves is back on Batman, and apparently he is confirmed, and you know he has signed his contract, and they have given him the control, creative control that he needs, that he requires, um, and it should be good. Yeah. You know, they also confirmed uh, that the title of the new Batman movie is The Batman, mm-hmm. uh, which everyone kind of guessed, but was not official at least. Mm-hmm. You know, and there were rumors when Ben Affleck first dropped off of directing that he might drop off of mm-hmm. doing Batman entirely, but he is also confirmed to uh, continue playing the role. Which is good, because I think having some consistency, especially at Batman, the most important character in the DC uh, cinematic universe, or really any DC universe, um, it, it's good to have consistency in that, in in such a big role. So, I'm happy Ben Affleck is doing it, um, so yeah. Yeah, Especially especially with Matt Reeves, who's a great director. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we have some news, uh, Nightwing. Uh, who's a Batman protege. Uh, he is currently has his own movie in development uh, with Warner Brothers, uh, which should be pretty exciting. Uh, and the uh, Lego uh, Batman movie director uh, has signed on uh, to direct, which should be pretty cool. I enjoyed yeah. Lego Batman. It should be fun. Um, should be a fun movie. Yeah. Just to be clear, this is not a Lego Nightwing movie. No. It is just a normal Nightwing movie. Yes, that is that is true. However, if you can direct Legos, you could probably direct people. Probably, that's my guess. I would think so. But what do I know? Um, yeah. Uh, in other DC news, um, this is this week's this news is a little bit old. Um, I've just been not on the top of my list of things to cover, but I figured it's, we should get to it eventually. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad, their sequel's coming up. Uh, and they would really want uh, a good director. Uh, David Ayer is uh, doing the um, a female-led movie with uh, Boys and Ivy, Harley Quinn, and Catwoman. Really? Yeah, well, that's more yeah. news. You know what? We'll throw that in. The, we'll throw a link for that in there too. Um, but yeah, I did not know um, that. Yeah, so David Ayer, who is still with, uh, or I, I believe I'm not positive it was con- uh, confirmed. Um, however. Uh, he has been heavily linked and he has posted some cryptic DC stuff on his Instagram uh, huh. this week. And everyone is expecting, um, I forget, ex- he, he posted that one, uh, one character that is, uh, one bad guy that is some occasionally associated uh, with, with those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, he just posted a photo, kind of dangling it out there. Interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love David Ayer. I think he's a great director. Um, I think Suicide Squad was great. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm excited to see what he wants to do going forward. However, on to the next Suicide Squad movie. Uh, they want Mel Gibson mm-hmm. uh, to direct. Um, and I... Have conflicted feelings. Have conflicted feelings. 
Uh, I have not been shy about my Mel Gibson opinions, as mm-hmm. I've stated in a couple other podcasts. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have all the warm and fuzzies for Mel, but yeah, he's a good director. He's great at action, and you know, it, if he uh, ends up the director of Suicide Squad, I, I think he'll probably do a really great job. Yeah, his slightly gory action style, I think, would benefit. Mm-hmm. You know this this franchise, or at least they would mesh well together. Yeah. Uh, you know, so personality and it, Mel Gibson as the person aside, I think he would do okay. Yeah, I I, I, I think it's if Mel Gibson was going to venture into like the blockbuster superhero genre when it comes to directing, I think Suicide Squad would probably yeah. be one of the good options for him to land. So definitely. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, so on to other news. Yeah. Uh, a movie that was long forgotten, then came back in 2010, and then almost immediately forgotten again. Tron might be coming back for the third movie in the trilogy. Yes. Which surprises me, considering... You know, they they originally had this planned as a follow up to the sequel slash Tron Legacy, yeah. soft reboot Tron Legacy thing, uh, and as Tron Legacy did, decidedly meh in mm-hmm. all categories. You know, kind of got scrapped and put on hold and put on hold again and whatever. Yeah. But it seems to be some slight developments in that area, so we may be getting something yeah so uh, apparently the uh, director uh and writer uh has been working on the script for the next movie yeah uh and even though disney has been i guess kind of lukewarm about the tron franchise he's still working this he said that the script is like 80 90 percent done uh and that once he has all of that i guess ironed out we might be due for you know a new tron movie uh, you know, if he could figure it out, figure out how to get the budget low enough so Disney approves. But yeah, I don't know. I think it. I'd be interested in seeing it. I I, I think the Tron, you know, movie aside, I just I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, Tron Legacy came out, I got this really cool jacket. Um, that was, it's like this black jacket, but like had like little subtle lines that were like kind of like a Tron jacket with like the blue and the, <laughs> it was really cool. I actually nice. still have it. Um, yeah. but, um, I, you know, and if you make more of those jackets or accompanying <laughs> pants, I'm not going to complain. I would be all for that. So you're not on board with the movie. You're just on board with like the, the aesthetic around the movie. Well, I'm always on board with merchandising. It's true. So, <laughs> I'll take it. Yep. the The uh, article here says that the you know one of the interesting things that might be coming for the third Tron movie would be that it may take place primarily outside of the computer, mm-hmm. which would be new for the series. Yeah, and that'll be really interesting, just for two reasons. Uh, one, just in terms of how they're going to tell the story, how they're going to figure out how to get the worlds to collide and and all of that. But also, I actually think that's a sneaky, clever way how to get the movie made. Yeah. Because guess what? The real world is a lot cheaper to shoot in <laughs> than a computer. So Very true. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's why he made the choice to go into the real world, um, but I think on top of the fact that it's a clever idea. I also think it's a decent way to get the movie made. Definitely. So. Yep. So what's quacking, Ryan? <laughs> DuckTales. So Disney is bringing back the classic mm-hmm. uh, DuckTales TV yes, show, uh, which I know many people are excited about. Like this guy. Is it you? This guy. Yeah. I mean, the, the uh, show has a great cast. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, like, a whole video with and they had the, the, the cast, like, acapella singing the theme song that came out a while <laughs> ago. Definitely check that out. But Yep. So we've gotten our first trailer 
uh, for DuckTales, and it looks pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's been a while since I've watched the original DuckTales, but mm-hmm. it seems they're taking a, a fun take on the, the original, you know, adding in some more things, so lots of cool adventures in the trailer. So. Sure, yeah. Looks like it'll be pretty fun. I'm always on board for some good animated stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited, you know, and uh, like, like I mentioned, the cast is great. It's filled with a couple uh, SNL alums, current SNL members. It has uh, David Tennant, who is just great. Oh, yeah. Playing Scrooge McDuck. Um, I don't know, Kate Micucci, who is just a great comedian uh, with Garfunkel on Notes, but also she does a bunch of great voice acting work. Um I don't know, just pretty much up and down the cast. It's just a bunch of really great people and performers. So I'm excited yep. uh, to, to see where they where, where they go with that. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And you have, uh, you've been watching a certain TV show a lot lately. The greatest, one of the greatest TV shows ever. I, I would argue it's probably the top in terms of competition shows uh-huh uh the show that i'm referring to has just been uh the second and third seasons have been released on netflix uh in the u.s and it is very exciting in case you're wondering what show i'm talking about i'm talking about the great british baking show i'm so excited it's so good <laughs> it's such a good show you've done nothing but watch this show recently that is not true I also studied for a midterm and did decently well on that midterm. Good for you. And I also did my math homework and I'm an, I'm a productive person. But also I have I am almost done season 3. Um it's it's two seasons. Uh two, two and three are both 10 episodes uh, 10 episodes long. Um it's just it's a wonderful show. It's so delightful just like the people are all British and <laughs> yes. And they bake, and it's a show, and they're in the would, middle you, of a field. Would you say it's great? I would say it's great. <laughs> like, the hosts are wonderful. They make so many puns, either about baking or just puns in general. Whatever they can pun about. Yeah, Mary Berry's one of the greatest, you know, humans ever. Yeah. It's just, I really like this show. It's good, it's really entertaining. If you like cooking shows, this is a good one. And check it out. Errol put this in here with the express purpose of just being able to talk about how great it is. It's so good. It's so good. Since we're talking about cooking shows, there's a uh, interesting cooking show in the works uh, where Martha Stewart and mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg are going to be hosting a sort of hangout dinner party kind of cooking show I'm together. so excited for this show. I'm so excited. Like, it's a combination of all of the really stupid stuff I love to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, Martha Stewart's great. Snoop Dogg's great. Smash them together. Make them cook stuff. Yeah. You know, there's some old uh, videos on YouTube of the two of them cooking things together and that was also hilarious. I think. Yeah. So glad they're making this TV show. It's gonna be so good. It's like they finally realize what people want to watch, and it's just this. This is the only piece of entertainment made available, like mm-hmm. for the rest of time. Like, we might not be that happy, but like we'd be good enough. <laughs> that, that's like enough yeah. that if that's it, like we'd be like, eh, I'll take it. Yeah. Because like some like, but like everyone would take it. It's not like some people would would be like well people wouldn't be like that's not good because that's just false it would, yeah it's because it it's just so great it's across the board nothing could possibly be better than martha stewart and snoop dog cooking while snoop is presumably high uh and martha stewart is also probably high and it's <laughs> it's just gonna yeah. be so good i'm excited just, you know snoop dog slipping in some some stuff into uh, the food they cook to get all the guests high, too, you know. It'd be mm-hmm. great. Well, I don't think he needs to slip stuff into the food. I just think just the air around him will be filled <laughs> with enough vapors uh, so that on a closed set, he's just going to be hotboxing everyone. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm excited. It should be good. I'm, I, I'll be fun. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. So, now, on next week's episode of this podcast, uh, we're going to talk about Logan, which yeah. is the new Wolverine movie, which I'm very excited for. Uh, it just came out. Um, it was uh, started in theaters today. Um, gonna be running for a while, little while. It's rated R. Yeah. Uh, it's I don't know. I've heard nothing but good things, except for a couple bad things. But that's because I read all the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So how is it doing on what Rotten Tomatoes? It's doing pretty good. Yeah, it's doing pretty good. Um, last I checked, it was in the nineties. Ooh. which is very good uh not only for a superhero movie but you know for any movie um and you know i'm i'm really excited to watch it uh i should be good real time update it is at 93 right now 93 yep so there you go if you like superhero movies and you also like violence and gore cuz this is rated r uh you have to yep you have to assume that's in there but it's good. I, it's I check also, it out. Uh, you know, the the last Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie. You know, he's... Unless, unless, yes, <laughs> unless Marvel and Fox come to an agreement where Hugh Jackman can be part of the Avengers. Yes, which would be really cool, but also very unlikely. Yeah. So he said many times that this is going to be... His, he wants this to be, like, his last Wolverine movie. Mm-hmm. But a couple of days ago, he said in an interview that if you know, if Fox and Marvel got their act together, he'd more than willingly mm-hmm. be part of the Avengers. And, I mean, who wouldn't? But Yeah, so that should be good. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, if you want to, uh, I guess, know what we're talking about, listen to the spoiler section next week uh, when we talk about the movie. Um yeah, be sure to check it out. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I guess time to get to the thing that we are all talking about. The big news. Of yes. The week. After last Sunday, the Grammys. Wait, no. <laughs> Warren Beatty, what have you done? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the Oscars. Uh, very exciting. Uh, last Sunday night. Uh it was eventful. It was, I would argue, I mean, throughout the night, it was like just a good Oscars. I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a good job. Um, I thought his uh, opening monologue was funny. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was good. I thought in the middle of the show, uh, he he still was funny. However, he made jokes that were a little bit too close to the line. <laughs> Not necessarily going over the line, however... People in the audience know that there are cameras and that there are lights, so they can't really laugh at all of those jokes, um, such as the, uh, so, such as any of the OJ jokes. Yeah. Um, or really anything in, anything with a racial or a sexual or anything with any undertone, uh, yeah. was a little iffy yeah. uh, for reactions, and I think that kind of came through a little bit. But mm-hmm. I mean, they seem to enjoy the uh, political undertones. Yeah, as most most Oscars, as as most Oscars, and you know most people in Hollywood uh, would agree, um, and are they are very much uh, to the left. Yes, Beyonce would say. Um, (laughs) uh, No, but uh, and their their political views do not line up with the current um, administration. Administration, so. Yeah, they they enjoyed some of the uh, political jokes. They enjoyed Jimmy Kimmel tweeting Donald Trump in the middle of the show. Um, yeah. Even yeah, though they... Donald Trump did not tweet, it was yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, they were they were able to t- to keep his phone away from him from uh, for that yeah. whole. It was probably accidentally lost. Either that, or he had to go to sleep because it was his bedtime. Um, <laughs> sure, he gets up early to. Uh watch cable news mm-hmm. goes to sleep after the evening cable news yeah so anyway we're talking about the oscars yeah not donald trump's cable news viewing habits which he does a lot of 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought Jimmy Tumel did did a good job, um, but I think more importantly than Jimmy Kimmel about the production of the Oscar was one of the most memorable, one of the greatest moments in live TV history. Yeah. They messed up the biggest award of the night. They messed it up. Yeah. Warren Beatty went on stage with Faye Dunaway, and they went up there, and they announced La La Land, and... For best picture. For best picture. And surprise, surprise, it wasn't La La Land. It was Moonlight. Yeah. So in the middle of the speeches, you know, there's, you can see a guy who clearly is a techie. He's got a headset and yeah, you know, everything. Yeah, the, 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 I mean, at, the, at that point, the stage manager just kind of ran on stage. was like, yeah, he, he had to fix it. It was one of those situations where you don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it was weird for at least for me because I was watching it live. Yeah. I didn't really know what was going on. Uh, I just saw like one guy run on stage. He's like, "What's what's happening? It seems a little bit too clustered or whatever." Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, Justin Horowitz goes up mm-hmm. and says, "Moonlight, you guys won." Yeah. This is your award, and I'm thinking to myself, guys. Guys, Adele did this like two weeks ago. <laughs> like, it, we get it. We get it. They're also great. There's, you know, there's lots of good movies that go around, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, that was my first thought. Because uh, I had no idea what happened. Uh, and, like, he wouldn't stop. I was like, well, wait, is he not kidding? Why is Jimmy Kimmel and Warren Beatty back out there? Yeah. And then I'm looking around and, like, Emma Stone has, like, a just completely confused look on her face. Like, she has no like. She's, like, kind of pissed, but, like, she also doesn't know what's going on and just no one knows what's happening. Like, it, yeah, it's quiet. I just, confusion everywhere. And then, you know, Justin Horwitz says, Moonlight, come up. This is yours. And then they, they kind of come up. Warren Brady <laughs> goes and explains himself. Uh, yeah. Says there was a mix-up with the cards from uh, the PricewaterhouseCoopers people. Yep. Um... Jimmy Kimmel makes a Steve Harvey joke. Yeah, it was just... It was one of those moments that... So unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Like, it... Like, if you didn't watch... Like, it's one of those moments that... If you didn't watch live... Uh, right, well, it's one of the... Actually, probably, it's better to say, if you did watch it live... It's one of those moments that you'll never forget. Yeah, it's one of those unforgettable live TV moments. It can't happen anywhere else but live TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the biggest screw up in the biggest award show. It's, for the biggest award. For the biggest award. Yeah, and it was just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. Uh, I for the rest of the night, I was just kind of sitting in the chair, and like the rest of the night, I'm just. Probably for the next hour and a half, but still, it was twelve thirty East Coast time when the when the thing ended. So I was up till like two o'clock, just like just staring at like a blank computer screen, <laughs> just thinking, "What? Huh? Huh? What? 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 Huh? What? Huh?" Yeah, <laughs> it, I have so ridiculous. I mean, yeah. it's I don't know. It, it, it was really <laughs> yeah. I, there's moments when you are just really happy that you took the time to to watch it live. Also, I I just love the Oscars, so it's really fun to watch. But mm-hmm. just moments like that just make it just so much more sweeter. Yep. So apparently the both of so how the the Oscars work. Mm-hmm. You know the everyone who's part of the Academy sends in their votes and they're counted up by. These people from Price Waterhouse Cooper. Yes, that is correct. Yes, and so there's two people, two accountants who tally it all up and make the cards and put them in envelopes, mm-hmm. and they're in charge of everything. And uh, clearly, they both messed up. And well, what uh, I, what I heard happened, not that both messed up. Um, 
what, what they do is they have two sets of cards, mm-hmm. which explains why Emma Stone had one when she won um, for uh, Best uh, Actress. Spoilers. I mean, right. <laughs> from really a week just, ago. Yeah, from a week ago, and we're just spoiling you from the podcast. It's not like you're watching the Oscars on tape delay. If you are, I strongly suggest you find better uses of your time. Maybe, maybe pick up a book, watch Legion. Um, other things you could do. Listen to Errol's other podcast. On set with Errol Coney, the greatest podcast in the history of the world, except for this one, except, well... Damn straight. I would say they're tied. I wouldn't. I know, but you're wrong. Or not, I don't know. I think they're both great. They're like my children, and I can't choose my favorite, except I already have, and it's on set with Errol Koenig. But <laughs> <laughs> it's besides the point. It's besides the point. Not relevant to the Oscar discussion, uh, except I have interviewed multiple uh, people who have been nominated, and even one uh, one person who has won an Academy Award uh, on my other podcast. So yeah, definitely check that out. Um, back to the Oscars. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, Pricewaterhouse Cooper, the two accountants. Okay, yes. So they have two people that count up the votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they each have a case with a set of cards. Yeah. All the cards. So it depends what side the presenter is coming out from stage. So they just hand the card to the presenter because if the presenter's coming from stage right or stage left, they need to be able to get it to them right away so they can keep the show moving. Yeah. So what happened was, um, obviously for uh, Emma Stone, it was from one side of the stage and for best picture it was from the other side of the stage the guy who was handing out the best picture one mm-hmm. he was distracted he is a huge fan of hollywood of all the stuff going on like just before he had taken a picture with emma stone and had uh, instagrammed it and or i think it was tweet or something it was some form of social media where he shared a photo with him and emma stone yeah. and you know, Warren Beatty uh, and or Faye Dunaway came up. He gave them the card he was holding, but he wasn't really paying attention as to, you know, what card. You know, he got distracted, handed them the wrong card. Uh, and, yeah. you know, that's that. Confused Warren Beatty. Uh, didn't confuse Faye Dunaway, apparently, because she just kind of... She just went with it. She went with it. She, you know, she, she was like, you know what? I'm... Did not hesitate. Oh, yeah. She, you know, Warren Beatty was looking around the car trying to see if there was another one hidden because he saw the Emma Stone, didn't know what was going on, but he was confused. Showed it to Faye Dunaway, and she just like ran up to the mic, la la land, yeah, and very just very out there. She she knew what was going on, um, or well, she thought she did, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But then after that, she kind of disappeared for the night. So the the two accountants, both of them uh, have been, uh, yes, banned. I think from doing the Oscars well, I wouldn't presentation. Say banned. They were removed from the account, which means they're not doing the. You know, that's not their job anymore. Now they're sure. going to count something else. They are off of the Oscars gig at least. Yes. So they will not be messing up any more Oscars in the future. Yeah, it'll be someone else next time. Yeah. And they'll mess it up for something smaller. Hopefully. Hopefully. Knock on wood. Yeah. But, I don't know, it was, it was just one of the most ridiculous uh, mix-ups, craziest thing I've ever seen. It's actually, Ryan, I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. Do you? I mean, we'll find out. So, the mix-up, they gave it to La La Land, but it actually went to Moonlight. Yes. In the year where, kind of, they were atoning for a bunch of the racial missteps from you know last year with the oscar so white uh-huh what do you think would have happened if it was the other way around if they gave the award to moonlight and had to take it away there would have been so many jokes about la la land stealing it from moonlight i mean yes but also there's a bunch of jokes about moonlight stealing it from la la land but like do you think that if they gave it to moonlight then like ripped it from their hands mm-hmm. that just there would have been a huge outcry. You know, it just, the the racial tension, you know, in Hollywood would have 
boiled up bigger than it you know had in previous years even though this year actually was like a great year for yeah um african americans and you know in film um uh just you know look at the nominations viola davis and uh mahershala uh ali also spoilers you know one for their respective categories yeah and you know it's there was a lot of improvement the uh nominee for uh, supporting actress three out of the five nominees were african-american uh so it was just one of those things that it's just interesting to think about if they switched it up the outcry would have just been i mean there certainly would have been an outcry i'm not convinced it would have been huge because most people went into this expecting la la land to win Right. Yeah, but like also, it just goes. I mean, it, it's not that giving it to La La Land over Moonlight is any, I guess, it back, like behind, it backed up with any racial undertones. It's just, yeah. I think if you take it away from Moonlight, which is a movie, you know, all black cast first african-american director to win uh to have his movie win for best picture Uh uh-huh it just seems like the other way around would have been so much worse you know either for pr for the oscars or just how america and hollywood would would accept it yeah it just seems like it, it it wouldn't have been as much of a joke it would have turned into something more serious it would have turned into it's a way different, bigger backlash. I, I think. I could see it turning into that. I'm not convinced it would have. But it's definitely more Fair. of a possibility than the way it did turn out. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's that's fair. But I think before it gets too late, because we're tired. Yeah. It is almost midnight. But we're still recording, because we love you guys. All, All three of our you. fans. Yes. All three. Uh, Ryan's siblings and parents. Hi, Grandpa. Um, but yeah, uh, let's get into uh, our predictions from last week and yeah. see which one of us is better. It's probably not me. Yeah, because I am better. I mean, you also know movies much better than I do in that general. Too. I have seen a lot more of these movies. Um, but I guess let's just go in the same order as we did last week. Um, started yep. off uh, for production design was La La Land. I got that one right. Me too. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. Uh, we predicted that <coughs> one. Visual effects. Jungle Book took it. Yep. Uh, which is good for me. Not as good for you. Because you went with Kubo. That's true. Um, I'm no- not disappointed though because Jungle Book, I think definitely deserved it yeah i mean they they they, they both had fantastic visual effects but jungle book was just jam-packed with visual effects while kubo was a mix between visual effects and animation yeah and yeah i just think the just an entire visual effect masterpiece versus a little bit less but whatever uh Jungle Book, super happy it won an Academy Award. I thought it might have been deserving of more. I love that movie. So great. Um, so good for them. Yeah. Okay. On to film editing. Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. Yeah. So Hacksaw Ridge won. Um, are we okay with Mel Gibson? Is Hollywood okay with Mel Gibson? Apparently. I mean, like, sure. I I don't know. I mean, it is one of the. It's not one of the, like high-profile uh, awards, I guess. They didn't give it, you know, best yeah, picture. Yeah, that, that's true. They didn't give it best picture, or best director. But that being said, you know, it still feels kind of weird. Like they shut out Sully, which is um, a movie by uh, Clint Eastwood, who was also, I guess not shunned but has been given a little has been given mixed you know Hollywood reviews since his whole empty chair incident (laughs) Uh, 
and Sully, you know, was a really entertaining movie and might have also been deserving of some of the other nominees yeah. and stuff like that, but it didn't get any. So it's just interesting to see what Hollywood's okay with and, you know, whatever. I'm still not super into Mel Gibson, but... Yeah. We'll see. Ho- hopefully, if I ever meet him in person, he turns out to be a very nice person, and, you know, and I can change my opinion about him, but... Yeah. Until that happens. Yeah. But I, I got that wrong. I uh, had uh, I had Moonlight. Um, what do you have, Ryan? Uh, I had a Rival for that one. Yeah. So, both missed out. Both of them deserving. Both messed up. Or for us, both of, both of us messed up on that. Yeah. Um, Arrival and... Uh, Moonlight did not mess up with their editing because they were nominated for an Academy Award. I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, next up, Cinematography. La La Land. Uh, took it home. I got that right. Ryan? I also put a rifle for that. And so, also well, missed that. Well, you tried so very hard. I liked a rifle, okay? That is true. I... You did. Next up, adapted screenplay. Moonlight took it, uh, and I also took it by picking Moonlight to take it. Um, Ryan, who, did, who, what did you have? Did you have Moonlight too? No, I had Hidden Figures. Oh, you had, that's right, because Hidden Figures is a really entertaining movie based off of a really entertaining book, uh, but not good it, enough. No. Moonlight hard, took it. Hard to beat Moonlight, I guess. Hard to beat Moonlight. Um, I guess that's the story of the night. Yeah. No matter how close you get. <laughs> Even when the the award is literally in your hand, you can't beat Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So next up, original screenplay, Manchester by the Sea. Uh, they gave it to Kenneth Lonergan. And Manchester, uh, they gave it to Kenneth Lonergan and Manchester by the Sea. Um, I had La La Land because I was expecting a big night for La La Land. I was expecting it to take a, just a bunch of every award they could possibly. Yeah. Not every war, but like a lot of the wards that you know they had. Yeah, I thought they were going to give it to La La Land. If they could figure out a lot of the technical awards, I just kind of figured, eh, why not? But it turned out that there was a little bit more parity this year than anticipated. Yeah. So I also had La La Land for that. Yeah, and you were also wrong. Yep. Although I am glad Manchester by the Sea won that because. Yeah, and I, I think Kenneth Lonergan, as sad as that movie is. Uh, it still was a really well done movie, and I think it was deserving of recognition. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't gonna get best director or best uh, picture, I think best uh, best original screenplay is probably a, as good a place as any to give it some recognition. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, next up, sound mixing, Hacksaw Ridge. I got it wrong. I said La La Land because I thought, um, because uh, I I thought singing would have played. A larger factor into uh, the mixing stuff, mm-hmm. and I would be wrong because uh, Hacksaw Ridge is apparently cool. Yeah, the Mel Gibson's cool, but yeah. whatever. I also had all the land. Also yeah. missed that one. Yeah. Well, sound editing. Another one where I assumed music would take over. You would and- think so. Yeah, but it gave it to Arrival, and Ryan, I'm a little bit disappointed with you. I know. You you could have, like, if you just picked Arrival for all, like, you were <laughs> heading in that direction in the beginning, and they were like, you know what, I'm not going to choose it, I'm going to stick with La La Land for this one, and it turns out, you missed your shot. Because that was, that was the Arrival Academy Award, um, which I'm very happy it won an Academy Award, because it's Same. an entertaining sci-fi movie, um, although... Maybe a little bit too confusing with the time travel, whatever yeah. that was for me. But, you know, it was an entertaining movie, and I think it was an inventive take mm-hmm. on the genre. So, happy you got something. Um, next up, original song, uh, also known as the Battle of the La La Land songs. The um, La La Wars? The, oh, okay, sure. If that's what you want to call it. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Um, so, uh, winner of the La La Wars, it was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Such a bad name. <laughs> Continue. 
City of the Stars or City, City of, stars. of Stars. City of Stars. Mm-hmm. Won out over audition to get uh, best original song. Just like Arrow won out over Ryan to get the right answer. Yep. Uh, Not yeah. doing well. I mean, they they both are really great, and uh, John Legend actually performed both of those at the uh, at the awards. Uh-huh. Um, no offense to Emma Stone, but that's the audition song. Turns out it's really good if you have someone who can sing singing it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just I would pretend, I think if they had someone better than Emma Stone singing that song in the movie, I would argue that that might have potentially won, but. City of Stars, just with the singing they had available, turned out to get it. Mm-hmm. So, original score, La La Land, we both had that. Don't need to go yep. over it, because that was probably the most obvious. That was the easiest choice, I think, of all of these. Yes. Um, yeah, animated short, gave it to Piper, Woo. which I'm excited about, because uh, I love me some Pixar. Um, also, we were talking about... Uh, or uh, last week we we talked about how um, you're talking about Pixar and their track record with animated shorts, mm-hmm. um, and I was saying they haven't won in a little while. I I checked the stats; they haven't won for best short since 2002. Really? Yeah, it's been a while. They've made so many shorts since. They then. have. And they've been really good, and a bunch of them have been nominated. Just none of them have won. Since, huh. You know, too. So it's just interesting. Interesting. Um, but Piper's great, and I'm really happy they they got it. Um, next up, live action short category that we know nothing about. Yep. Uh, sing one. I got it right. Yee me. Pure luck. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. No, I had Silent Night. Silent Nights. Yes. Silent Apparently, Nights. Silent Night had a Silent Night. It's very true. So, uh, next up, documentary short. We said the white helmets, um, which we don't know anything about. However, I did learn it is about people who wore white helmets to help rescue other people in Syria. So I kind of feel bad for uh. talking about it when <laughs> it's a Star Wars because it's not a Star Wars movie. Uh, it's not necessarily a movie or a short to joke about, um, but you know it's on a really impactful, really important issue. Uh, so I, you know, good for them. Yeah, yeah, it's. If you have white helm, if you have a white helmet or really any color helmet, and want to help out people in Syria, do it. Highly encouraged. Yeah. I mean, they can't get into here, but you know, you can go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <coughs> right, On to documentary feature. The juice is loose. OJ made in America. <laughs> Took it. You've been watching too much. Too much great baking show what just a... you're just making puns all the time now well that's not a pun that's just a common oj ism is a pun is, i mean it technically is a pun that's not a pun it's a rhyme because his nickname was the juice yeah it's a pun on his his name and he's OJ. loose because the juice is loose because oj made in america won the academy <laughs> award for best documentary feature um which is cool, uh, especially because it's such a new format of documentary. It's eight hours long, premiered yeah. on ESPN, um, and then made its way to theaters. Um, so, yeah. good for them. Uh, it, next I think up, that was ESPN's first Oscar, too, if I remember correctly. I believe so. Does, I guess that's good news for ESPN. It's not uh, Disney's first Oscar, but... You yeah, know. <laughs> Disney's won a couple. Disney's won a couple, and technically ESPN is Disney, but... Yeah. Yeah. So foreign language film went to The Salesman. Good pick, Ryan. Yeah. Um, and I think if I had done research, I probably would have picked The Salesman, too, because I had remembered reading about um, the uh, the director of this movie, uh, or the, the, the director-writer of this movie, who uh, didn't end up, who didn't go to the awards in solidarity to... You know, people from his country not able to come Go. to America. Yeah. Uh, and I think the speech that he didn't ga- give, or the speech that his, I think his his wife gave on his behalf, mm-hmm. I believe it was his wife, um, was a really strong speech. And I th- thought that it was 
in, in terms of the political speeches that they had, I thought this was one of the more poignant ones that, yeah. of the night. So, right. Next up, animated feature. Well, the category, super fun. Still mad at myself. Hadn't seen uh, Zucchini or Turtle. <sighs> um, but that doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Zootopia took it, and so did I. Hell yeah. And Zootopia definitely deserved that one. Yeah, it, it, it checked all the boxes for animated feature uh, Os- Oscar win. Yeah. It's culturally relevant. It has cool animation. It, you know. Good story, good characters. Good story, good, good characters, everything. good voice acting, good... Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Really well done. Now, the most important category <laughs> of the night. Makeup and hairstyling. <coughs> Let me just say one thing. Let's go, squad. <laughs> Suicide Squad won. That's right. Unfortunately for me, because I had Star Trek Beyond. Greatest movie of all time. Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, you know, had a lot of friends uh, working on Suicide Squad. Um, I, 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 I had brief, briefly met uh, some, of the, so, some of the people that won the award. I met Giorgio and Alessandro. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just really crazy uh, seeing them just win i was just yeah for the next i guess 20 minutes of the show while all their stuff was going on i was just sitting in my chair just yelling let's go squad <laughs> let's go it was probably as excited i have gotten in a non-sports moment yeah, i was gonna ever. say you were pretty excited for the super bowl too yeah like like i wasn't crying but like it was the equivalent of like the, the touchdown not that I want to tie because I was too nervous. Uh-huh. Yeah, probably not the great example. Um, I would probably say the equivalent of the Isaiah Thomas three-point shot against the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, last night um, that he hit from like 30 feet away. It's probably a little bit closer than that, but like... Still impressive. Just like a super long three-point shot. Uh, Celtics uh, down by one, just icing on the cake. <laughs> Money... Just big win for the Celtics, especially after some of their other post All Star trials and tribulations. But uh, this is a movie podcast, uh, so I don't need to go into depth. But yeah, yeah, it was just one of the one of the greatest Oscar moments for me. Um, yeah, yeah, had a lot of fun. I've already uh, customized my Suicide Squad poster by printing out a little. Uh, a, a, a little thing that says Academy Award winner. Uh, Tape that up, up there. there. Yeah. I'm excited. Let's go squad. <laughs> uh, so next up, we have costume design. Where uh, the 1920s wizards wanted out. Mm-hmm. And Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them got that Oscar. Thankfully for me, so I got that win. I did not. I had La La Land. Uh, for costume design, because I didn't really know what was gonna yeah win for that, um, and you, it's great for the Harry Potter series. It's the series' first Academy Award, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty big news for Harry Potter fans. Yeah, very excited. And I know a lot, including Ryan. Exactly. So good for them. Yeah. So now to the big categories of the night. First the up. acting categories. Best Supporting Actress up first. Uh, Viola Davis from Fences won that one. I think to uh, general applause from basically everybody. Yeah, she gave a really great speech. It was her It was her first uh, Academy Award win. Yeah. Um, which is big, and she was just up there. She was just so happy to finally, finally get over that hump. Uh, you know, in terms of recognition for what she's done throughout her career, she was she was crying but gave a really moving speech. Um, one of the better speeches of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, good for her. Nice job, Viola. Uh, and nice job, me, for picking her. Same. Yeah. Um, next up, supporting actor uh, was taken by Mahershala Ali. 
we both got that right, except I need to apologize <laughs> to Mahershala, who I have been calling Mahershala, or Mahershala. I, for, I don't even know what I've been calling him, because I've... I, it's, it just, whatever it was, it wasn't right. Yeah. It wasn't Mahershala. It, it wasn't the, the right answer, or the, the right way to pr- pronounce his name, so... For that, I am sorry. Yeah. Also, I did not get that one. I had Dev Patel from Lion. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's my pick. You made an oopsie. I did. I didn't. I got it right. Meanie. I'm not a meanie. I'm just a Marady. Fine. <laughs> um, okay, next up we have Actress. Uh, you both had Emma Stone, correct? Uh, yep. You already went into details about her. Prob- yeah, we're, we're eventful things because of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, nice job, Emma Stone. It's her, it's her first uh, Academy Award, so great for her. Um, yeah, uh, deserving her acting in uh, La La Land was great. Her singing was probably not, but you know. Yeah, it's her. an acting award, not a singing it's an a- award. Exactly. Um, so good job for, uh, to her. Yeah. Uh, actor, uh, Casey Affleck took it. I had correctly picked Casey Affleck. You went with Denzel. I did. Who was also very deserving, but Casey Affleck was just really good. He gave a really real, really grounded performance. Mm-hmm. Um, really moving performance. So, yeah. Well uh, done, Casey. Uh, it, it, th- that award is slightly surrounded by some controversy. Yeah, kind of the same, the same thing like we were talking about with... Uh, Mm-hmm. For Hacksaw Ridge, you know, are we are we okay with Casey Affleck now? Well, so here is, I don't really have a take on Casey Affleck just because I, I don't really know what happened. I haven't really read any articles about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have read a lot of the stuff that Mel Gibson did, um, but I, I don't know. I, I haven't read enough to be able to judge Casey Affleck. Um, I'm just gonna leave it there. I his performance was the best acting performance, yeah, of the year, which is why he won the award. Um, I think it's a little bit different, mm-hmm. you know, for Mel Gibson who did a good job with Hacksaw Ridge, and you know the editing and stuff was like really good, uh-huh. but not great like Casey Affleck's performance. Yeah, and that and that's what makes it a tough issue because of all the other things yeah. but you know we'll we'll see if there's anything comes from that um i don't know the one thing i did hear earlier today was that a bunch of the other females on the same set uh that casey affleck apparently did whatever he did which i'm not i'm yeah. still not entirely sure uh Maybe. were were defending casey affleck and like never felt threatened or whatever so i don't know if that changes any opinions i don't know Mm-hmm. what that does i don't know and i don't really know enough to come to a conclusion um on whether or not you know what he did is yeah most from is bad or terrible seen, it's uh a lot of it refers more to his uh his 2010 mm. uh work uh where he at least in this article, they phrase it as sexually terrorizing female colleagues, and they list a couple examples. Yeah, and so, and, and the, what I was talking about is I heard that on that on the set for that 2010 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I don't know any; I haven't seen any of the articles, but um, some of the female colleagues on that film were defending Casey mm-hmm. or on Casey's side. So I don't know if that change anyone's opinions if that really has any effect on anything if they just weren't one of the females being terrorized i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know enough about the issue and frankly that's not it's not my place to know mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna politely step out uh and let yeah. things fall as they may yep um, but yeah next up we got best director Damien Chazelle. 
Of La La Land. Of La La Land. Brian, who do you have for this? I had La La Land. You had Damien Giselle. I did. Nice. Because, you know, when in doubt, go with La La Land. That is a smart idea. However, I messed this up. You messed this up? I did. I gave this to Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. Uh, which I thought was a not necessarily a smart move, but Moonlight was, you know, pretend, a lot of people would argue the best movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not necessarily my type of movie, but was I thought it was an incredibly executed movie. Yeah, uh, and also just the thematic content, content, and just how it handled all of it was done really well. That being said, I thought La La Land was just too hot and it was going to take home the award. Mm-hmm. And generally when that happens, they give the best director to the director of the second best movie. Ah. So I thought they would have given that mm-hmm. to Barry Jenkins while La La Land took home best picture. Yeah. I mean, in the end, that is what they did. Just yeah. flipped. In reverse. So I had the right thinking, just not the right order. Yeah. So, but yeah. And I guess that also brings us to our last one, Best Picture. Moonlight won. I had La La Land. You had La La Land. Um, pretty much everyone had La La Land. Yeah. Um, very similar to other things where pundits incorrectly predicted the result. Um, but that's that, that's not here nor there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I say this is probably one of my best Oscars in terms of predicting. Yeah, how many did you get correct? I did pretty well. How did you do first? I got 10 correct. You got 10, so you got 10 out of 24? Yeah. It's good effort. I got almost half. Almost half. Two more than you would have not been an embarrassment to your family. Thanks. You're welcome. You're not an embarrassment to me, just your family. Oh, okay. I always have a place in my heart for you. Thanks, Arrow. I mean, it's in the back with all the... Well, the junk is yeah sure thanks whatever yeah but you know still it's there i'll make it home like you can pull out a couch and it's, it's comfy <laughs> enough um anyway how many did you get right well last year i got 12 out of 24 and uh-huh. i was really proud of that because it's, it's tough mm-hmm. it's it's tough a lot of this is a crapshoot this year i got 16 out of 24 I got two-thirds of them right. Wow. I have no idea how it happened. And there was a point where I had 17 out of 24. <laughs> and then it turns out uh, Faye Dunaway and uh, Warren Beatty messed up, which then I went back to 16. But, like, still. Yeah. That's pretty 16 good. 16 out of 24. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, when most of the categories have, you know, five five or so options, like, getting more than half is hard. Yeah, and... Want to know what the key is? What? I got all three of the shorts right. Uh, that is, mm. that's the tough part. I randomly guess on live action short sing one. I randomly guess on documentary short white helmets one. Also, uh, you know, what else did I randomly guess on? Um, well, those are really the only three that that I knew nothing about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty much those are those are the three categories that no one knows any anything about. I knew a little bit about animated just because I'm an animated geek, but you know it's I got lucky with those. And then also I got all of the acting categories right. Um, nice. So that's I mean it it was interesting. I mean I did definitely go into too much of a la la land coma like if, if i predicted more with mm-hmm. you know assuming la la land wasn't the best picture i think i probably wouldn't have given them the sound mixing or the uh editing or the screenplay or the costume design i had a lot of when in doubt choose la la land and i got of the uh of the one of the uh, eight i got wrong uh huh. Five of them 
what was me predicting La La Land to win. Screenplay, mixing, editing, costumes, and uh, best picture. It was when you predicted they'd win. and they I didn't. predicted La La Land to win all of those, and they didn't win any of those. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I don't know, it's just interesting. Like, La La Land wasn't the juggernaut that. No. That everyone expected, that I was expecting. Um, but I think ultimately that's not that bad. It gave a lot of movies a chance to like step up and, and be recognized for their hard work. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really excited. Movies that, you know, lesser people um, had seen, uh, you know, like Manchester by the Sea, which, you know, wasn't as huge of a smash success as La La Land, partially because it's extremely depressing. Yeah. I mean, they got Best Actor and Best uh, Original Screenplay, and I thought really deserving both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Best Adapted Screenplay and uh, Best Picture for Moonlight. You know, it's it was a small independent film made for like a million bucks, and yeah, it's well deserved. Um, Arrival got got uh, one of the uh, categories that I was predicting La La Land to win, and Arrival was a great movie. Um, Squad one, Suicide Squad, the greatest movie ever. Yeah, I don't know. It was. I thought there was lots of, lots of parody in the movies that won this year, and I thought it was good. It made it interesting. Yeah. Um, and then all of that was immediately forgotten, um, <laughs> by yeah. the greatest thing that's ever happened on TV. So, yeah, it's hard to find news about like the rest of the Oscars. It was just all coverage of. Yeah, I just, I mean, that being said, the rest of the Oscars was nowhere as interesting as yeah that five minutes. It was just, mm-hmm. befuddling is probably a good word for it. Befuddling. Um, but yeah. So I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, watch Logan over the weekend uh, if you guys get the chance so you can listen to... Uh, our hot takes on it next week and our cold takes and our lukewarm takes and you know lots of takes mm-hmm. fresh out the oven takes hot so. off the frying pan yeah but yeah also a couple more things uh you should probably listen to onset with errol koenig you should definitely listen to onset with errol koenig uh it's a pretty good show um, pretty good podcast. Uh, I should have a new one coming out in about a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be interesting. Stay tuned. Um, yeah. But finally, if you like this podcast, make sure to give us a wonderful rating. Five stars are better. Um, or if you want to give us lower than five stars, leave a comment and tell us all the reasons why you don't want to give us five stars. Then give us five stars just. Yeah, because we need it. You're currently lacking in the ratings department. It's true. Um, we could use a couple good, good reviews, or even harsh criticisms, but also ultimately with some, well, what well-meaning intentions behind them. So give us a five stars anyway. Um, I'll stop groveling now. <laughs> um, but also subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud, uh, and don't forget to like our Facebook page to stay updated with all the most recent news. Uh, about this podcast, which is pretty much just once a week when we release our new podcast. But still, that's important. Be sure to check that out. Follow um, us on Facebook and on Twitter. And on Twitter? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have a Twitter page. That's cool. should do that. I should do that for my other podcast, too. But Onset also has a Facebook page. No Twitter. Caught monologuing. Facebook. iTunes, SoundCloud. Potentially Google, too. Google Play, too. Um, oh, yeah. Um, we might expand. Maybe even a couple other podcast sites, if you will. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. All right. Bye.